Hello, hey, what's up? Great to not see you, it's lockdown. Welcome listeners, it's episode 13 of the Holy Grail podcast, and we come to you once again to a different type of podcast, where Tom is still located 600 kilometers away, we have a special guest, and we have an array of different sports to detail. There's nothing like picturing the disappointment of your own parents compared to the parents of other worldly athletes that are Olympic champions. Seems to be happening quite regularly as I sit on a couch at 10am contemplating whether it's beer o'clock somewhere. Anyway, I would like to formally introduce our guests on the show this week, a man who seems to be present at all episodes yet never lets, gets a look in, but he's finally got it. Welcome, John T. Wags, Metzer. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good to be here. I've been here every time, but uh, never really here. We're finally actually really here. And, yeah, finally. Um, and I'd also like, just quickly like to say, welcome, Tom. You're not here, but we've got you here. Yeah, I'm here in spirit and in audio. So, look, it's uh, good to talk to you lads again. Um, it's good to just hear your audio not... See your face. Yeah, it's well, a bit better that's, a, that's a win for everyone, really, isn't it? Isn't it? I'd rather look at Peter Siddle on the wall here than look at you. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> how are you, mate? You're right. I'm good. I'm good. Although, I've just run into a bit of a bit of trouble at home. So, you know, getting a bit peckish, looking for a little snack, and I've gone into <laughs> Mum's pantry, and I'm like, oh, I could really go like a muesli bar or something like that. The only muesli bar that is in there I could find was a date and chai gluten-free muesli bar. So shout out, shout out to my little sister, Megi, who always listens. Um, but that's not exactly what I'm feeling like at 11 o'clock in the no. morning, a date and chai muesli bar. Other than that, what, I'm what going muesli around. bar you got there, Wags? <laughs> it's a strawberry one with the yogurt on top. Nice. Nice job. Healthy. Nah, I love that. The yog- I don't know if the yogurt's real healthy. I'm <laughs> like I've just heard about chai and and date music bars. And now you're telling me about the yogurty top Uncle Toby's ones that are covered in sugar. Oh, yeah, but they it taste sort of so takes good. one down a peg, doesn't it? So yeah, a bit yeah. rough. Um, but anyway, but look, on more important things, in the words of our incredible, fearless uh, nation leader Scott Morrison, how good is Australia? <laughs> Oh, they've been on top of the world recently. Uh, I know I'm not the biggest Olympic fan. I, I I watch it, but I don't really care about the sports for the other three and a half years that doesn't oh, go on. No one does. Um, no one does. But I tell you what, it's been pretty entertaining to watch some of the stuff. Uh, we've just watched uh, a couple of gold medals come through. The The track and field has just started today, I believe. Yeah. Um, Wags will be all over this kind of stuff. Yeah, Mitchie uh, Stark's younger brother Brandon's having a jump. Yep, yep, yep. I, I wasn't a massive fan of the the uh, interview with Brandon and Bruce McAvaney that just came on about 15 minutes ago where they're kind of opening up all, all these questions about his old man. Yeah, I was uh, like... That was, of... that was a bit of a sombre kind of entrance to his event. It was a little bit. Um, I did find yeah. that a little bit interesting, but yeah, oh well. Bruce is a rare unit, so and that he's, is probably, true. he's probably losing his marbles a little bit. God bless him, but uh, yeah. yeah. Wags, I'd like to hear your 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 top three moments of the Olympics so far. What have you got in store? Um, so far, I know I've done a fair bit of watching, and I'm <laughs> probably the most experienced Olympics watcher at the moment in 
yep. take myself in the state. Um, Jess Fox finally winning gold, probably pretty close to first. Yeah, she's got got a full collection plus a little extra bronze from earlier on in the week, and I think everyone in Australia wanted that one to happen more yep. than anything else. So yep. I think pretty tough to stop top that one. Yeah, can um, agree. Ariane Titmus versus Katie Ledecky. That was built up to be the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll address that later too because that um there's quite a bit of uh news about that the the whole like uh competition between those two. I feel like there's no other two people in swimming because that's all that I hear. Is... That's all that's been blasted all over Channel Seven for the mm. first couple of days, and um. It didn't didn't disappoint, that's for sure. Yeah, that is true. I mean, true. speaking from an Australian point of view, it didn't disappoint. As I can see all on memes on Facebook and everything, the Americans are a bit down about it. But yeah. you know what? Yeah. Sucked in. <laughs> uh, Tom, top three moments so far. What do you reckon? Um, look, I think I would have to go uh, Arnie Titmus winning. Beating Katie Ledecky was unreal. That was yep. so in the four hundred. Really loved that. She obviously did it in the two hundred as well. So, and she came in with like she was a real poster girl. She's on. I've seen her face four hundred million times on all those Harvey Norman ads. Um, yeah. So she had a lot of pressure on her, but the fact that she came out won. That was like beat Katie Ledecky, who had never been beaten in an in an Olympic event that she had entered. She'd won gold every time. Like that is outrageous. And the fact that it took that is. a 20-year-old Tasmanian to knock her off is pretty impressive. Um, so, Arnie, number three. Jess Fox yesterday was... I like, sat down watching that. Like It was heartbreaking that she lost in the kayak, the K1 event. Um, I think yep. that was Tuesday. But for her to like, bounce back from that and take out the canoe with... Mum and sister were there. Mum's a coach. Dad was on comms. That was just that was a bloody near on tearjerker. I was um yeah. I was that anxious and nervous about it. I had to jump on the exercise bike in front of the telly because I was getting way too fidgety. But then, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just sitting there <laughs> riding away. I was I was probably up to about forty k an hour by the by the mid stage of it when she nearly flipped. But to see her get home, was that was just incredible. And then, look, number one, the highlight of the entire Olympics thus far has to be Dean Boxall. Dean Boxall, yeah. the <laughs> coach of Ariane Titmus, just absolutely losing his shit. There's been, I mean, yep. predominantly, I think it's 99% been um, positive, but there's been a little bit of negative backlash. I was making it about him, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was just a man who has invested so much time, effort, care, and he's just so passionate about swimming and his athletes. And he, that was just an outpouring yep. of emotion. And that's what the Olympics is about. It's about just like wheeling them home. And we're all doing the same thing. Yep. Everyone was in their lounge room, bloody standing up, trying to ride her home. And then she gets there, she touches the wall first and... Like that come from behind victory, I think he just has he just summed up everyone in Australia. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's uh, you know it, everything in over four year period builds up to that one moment, oh. and like 
it's a lot of emotion to build up. Like, you, it's so, like, I mean, you, anyone that was passionate about it watching at home was standing up as well. Yeah. And we haven't put any work into that. Yeah. So you can imagine what, like, the time and sacrifice that has gone into both yeah. Ariane and, and Dean's yeah. uh, lives. It's pretty big moment. So I actually reckon it's pretty sick. Um, Even just, I actually wanted to add to, because yeah. I, I agree with those top three yeah. moments. If I was going to have a, a top four, my fourth moment would be the spicy Spicy cough. They're killing off the US golfers. Oh, no. Uh, old John Rahm has got it for a second time, poor fella. In two and months. In two you. months. Yes. That's, that's Grim City. And Bryson DeChambeau, the bloke who blames his driver, can't, can't, get, a, can't get a hold of his driver at the moment because he's stuck at home. Oh. So um, uh, I think that actually, to be honest, if John Rahm and Bryson were both playing for the US, I think that um, it would be a fairly different golfing uh experience yeah like i must John say is spanish yeah well would be that would <laughs> make sense that would make sense yeah. <laughs> um and for, well bryson bryson uh would be different because if we've actually we've actually been watching a bit of the golf recently uh he's been like the roughs have been fairly easy to get out mm. of they've actually haven't had much trouble off the course and Bryson seems to spend 99.9% of his time in the rough because he can't hit his driver. Uh, so it might have actually worked for him. Yeah, we've seen a lot of them get it out pretty easy. You can sort of go either side of the fairway and you'd feel pretty confident. So it probably yeah. would have suited his game, I guess. Question for you, Ags. We just watched uh, Rory McIlroy tee off with a three-wood on the first first hole and he was only 100 metres. No, it wasn't even that. He was like 98 metres from the pin with a three-wood. Would Bryson hit it 150 metres over the green if he hit his driver? <laughs> oh, probably. He'll tell you he <laughs> would. I imagine he'd tell you. He'd reckon he'd back himself, you know what I imagine? Well, I was watching a video the other day, and he reckoned that he could hit his 7-iron 280 yards. I was like, yeah. I'm lucky to hit it 150 yards. We're playing at the bloody Port Canberra golf course. I'd hit it, and I think I've hit it pretty well, and I'm still short of the green, so hats off to him. Go for it, man. <laughs> uh, Boys, sorry to chime in. I'm not a um. I'm it. definitely not a uh, golfing expert, or uh, I'm honestly shit house at it. However, there have been, I've picked up a couple of golfing things over this last week. So, first one is how good is Cameron? Is Cameron Smith? And yeah, yeah, the mullet. Yeah, Cameron Smith's mullet and Mark Leishman's just straight up dad bod, like. All power to him, yeah. All for it. yeah. But just those two rolling around the green, uh, rolling around the course, they just look like the most amateur operators. Clearly, they're not. They're guns, yeah. but I just I love. I reckon they're and the two most Australian yeah. people we could have sent. Yeah, they're just yeah. like, think about our demographic as a country. Yeah. Like, I reckon those two blokes represent that pretty well. And then the fact that like it's meant. Apparently, this Japanese course is a really like prestigious like traditional type one they were saying surely that yep. is the first mullet that has ever graced uh this tokyo course. <laughs> um and so quick shout out to them and then one more thing i didn't it wasn't an official holy grail mail but angus mclaughlin uh messaged me during just a couple of days ago and just let me know that uh liam livingston actually hit a hole in one this week so obviously the english golfer 
hit a hole in one yeah. on a 330 yard par four at Loch Lomond, Loch Lomond, which is apparently quite a good golf course in, I don't know, in Scotland. But that was just another little thing that I picked up. So, or that Gussie sent well, through to me. So, Liam Livingston, he hit a six last week that went like 130 metres or something. It was freaking huge. Um, <laughs> and now he's hit a hole in one this week. So, here's another one he's who's the ball. going all right on the golf course at the moment. Yeah. I actually wanted to ask you boys a question. Um, going back to Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith, what are our thoughts on the full bright yellow golfing kits? Uh, I know, you know, golfing's quite a upper class sport, I would say. Uh, where the nice tucked in shirt, belt, long pants, look the goods. Is the yellow kit a little bit of a kick in the dick about that? We well, do see lots of sort of bright colours on tour here and there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's really in your face, isn't it? It's it's bright. Because you could argue like Tiger, Tiger always on his fourth round wears red. Yep, yeah, red on Sunday. Uh, that's probably the most Larry I've seen apart from Ricky Fowler, who yeah. seems to just wear Larry shit because he can. And John Daly's pants are always yeah. Larry yeah. as. Yeah, but like nothing's ever bright yellow. Yeah, right. it's very interesting. But that is, I guess. Our colours. It is our colours. And everyone, everyone's wearing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Rugby 7s, their yellow was bright. Yeah. Um, Seems to look good on the Rugby 7s, but... Yeah. Very out of place on a golf course. Yeah. And those green pants are not working for anyone. Nah. They're, they're a really ugly green. I'm just <laughs> going to throw it out there. But they're an ugly green. In fairness, they've... Uh, Asics are the, um, I don't know, the gear manufacturer for... Yeah. Uh, Australia this Olympics and they have gone like every single sport has gone with exactly the same essentially uniform so it's the bright yellow top and the green slacks yep. green pants um, and you know basketball is doing it the soccer was doing it the uh, hockey have rugby sevens have all the athletics um, but I'm watching the men's 3000 meter steeplechase uh, round one heat three right now and it's actually really good. Those bright yellow colours, you just look up and you pick the Aussies straight away and it's like, oh yeah, there's an Aussie in this race. I might actually pay a little bit of attention. So I don't mind it personally. I, I agree with that. That is a that is a big tick for the bright yellow. It's very, very easy to pick. Um, the US are wearing, they usually wear the white with just a speckle of blue and red. Uh, not so easy to pick up. But um, everyone's wearing, everyone's and, wearing like blue black white or red and so just that yeah, nice standout yellow is i'm a big fan personally yep yeah, swimming caps always seem to be black or yeah, white yeah. australia gold yeah you can pick them you can pick them a mile like yeah. mind you sweden has the same gold and i have been mistaken once <laughs> i'm like could you imagine that Couchy! Just going nuts and i'm like hang on mate she's not even australian <laughs> um but yeah, no, I actually, that leads me on to another uh, point that Wags brought up yesterday about the US kits. Um, you said something about oh, uh, yeah, Polo, Ralph kit, Lauren. How much kit they get. And oh. then it's just like two completely different sets. They've got their Nike set that comes in a big, you know, cricket bag sized rolling bag. And that's all their competition kit and whatever. Yeah. And then there's a whole nother one. Same size, full of just Polo Ralph Lauren. Oh. And 
it's so fairly much, bougie. So much clothing. <laughs> you're only there for, you know, until you're, you've got to be gone 48 hours after your event. Oh, do you? you get oh, through so all no the clothes. One's, no one's hanging around in the village this year. No, nah. not allowed to. Oh. Got to be gone 48 hours after your event. Fuck, that would, that would hurt. Yeah, it would. I suppose, like, swimmers, like, would be, like, Ariane Titmus. She's got three or four events that she's in. Yeah. yeah. So. They'd be not too bad. But, th- you know, those people that are there for, you know, your one event, like Patrick Reed, albeit it be golf, yeah. rocked up to Tokyo the night or the afternoon before the first round yesterday and he'll do his four days of golf and then he'll go back home like not much of a you know Olympic experience that um, you build up for four years to do but yeah. that's the world we live in isn't it um, yeah it and is. like you hear stories about how crazy the um, like the Olympic village can get but I have had these stories verified one of the teachers I work with has been to she went to three Olympics with the um hockey side the female Australian female hockey side and said that like the parties were genuinely wild like you got people stealing statues and shit and like just <laughs> genuinely running amok like these these people yeah. probably was, they probably haven't had a beer in like three years like just yeah. up for, you know psyching themselves up getting themselves perfectly prepped for their one event and then they do it and then it's like oh, let's just go wild like you can just imagine that outpouring of just like relief to be finally finished. Yeah, well, you all heard the story of like was it Dawn Fraser at one of the Olympics stealing oh. one of the flags off the flagpoles one night and getting herself in a bit of trouble. <laughs> like Dawn Fraser, if you've seen videos of her sitting with the uh, Australian swimming teams like parents and stuff <laughs> up in Noosa and stuff, yeah, yeah. she's just a pretty old lady. <laughs> You know, she's just sitting there, probably having a cup of tea, cheering them on. She's nothing too crazy. I could not see her climbing a flagpole and stealing a pole at the Olympics. <laughs> That's unreal. That's good. Uh, I've got one more thing for the Olympics. Uh, the non, non-cheating non Russians are still killing it. I had to get told about this. I didn't realise that they were the the Russians. Yeah. Um, but they're still killing it. They're all smashing it. Yeah, well, they've always been pretty good at everything. They are the yep. biggest country, one of the biggest countries in the world. Yeah. You know, probably got plenty of people to pick from and uh, cut that in half because half of them are cheating. Mm. you still got pretty good chance of winning a few medals and that's what they've been doing. That is true. Um, I've, got, uh, I've got one more thing too. So yep. the great cricketer boys were having a discussion on this. Um and it was just sort of like, what sports would you like to see added to the Olympics? So like once upon a time, the Olympics were like essentially an amateur event. So, you know, the basketballers could only be amateur or the, you know, uh, athletics, the swimmers, like they might get paid a little bit, but they're like, they're essentially, they're professionals, but they don't make enough money to be fully professional kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's like the whole thing about the Olympics is it has that amateur kind of feel to it. So, but you've seen in basketball, obviously, that's not the case anymore. Any basketballers can participate. Um, soccer's still got that amateur feel to it. Like it's still that under 23s or whatever whatever rules they work on. But what sports yeah. would you like to see added to the Olympics now that it sort of has opened up and sort of, all those team sports, well, anyone can sort of do it. 
Well, for me, the obvious one is netball. Yeah. However, our good mate Sam Price brought up a fairly decent point. What other sport is single gender? Like, cause would you have a men's netball in there or would you just have a women's netball? And then for that, like, is there another sport where it's just females or just males getting in the Olympics? I don't know. There could be. I just can't remember one off the top of my head. Mm. And someone else, an AFL player, I can't remember which one came out. Oh, Paddy Dangerfield. Paddy Dangerfield came out and said, yeah, netball would be awesome. But, well, yeah, that was... every, every team sport or, you know, every sport is male, female. Not, but obviously. That was, in, gotta... that was in response to that three-on-three basketball, which is an absolute yeah, joke, which may I add. Yeah, average. That was yeah, a genuine, like, throw around. And, yeah. like, they're, someone won gold. I don't know, Serbia or someone won gold for that. Well, Latvia. Yeah. Like, that's not a, I don't know. I don't think, like, if that can get in. Yeah. Netball's one. I know at the Commonwealth Games in, well, next year they would be, they've got women's T20 cricket. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, begs the question, do you bring 2020 cricket into the Olympics? Or, you know... Why is it only women's? Why is it not men's as well at the Commonwealth yeah. Games? Having th- both and whatnot. I think that yeah. cricket should have been pushing to have like to feature in Olympic Games for a long time. Like, yeah, the, they played some form. It might have been a slightly modified version, like something that would have resembled T Twenty cricket now. But they played it at uh, an Olympic Games in I want to say about ninety eight or nine, um, and the Aussies actually won bronze in that, which is dog shit but so they yeah. have it has sort of featured at commonwealth games before and i think it did feature in the olympic games way back in the day so like i'm talking like 1900s or something um yeah, yeah but the fact that cricket like i don't know i just see some of the sports that get around and like if basketball can have fully professional players playing in it then why couldn't you have a cricket some sort of cricket game um at the olympics yeah I don't particularly know. I think cricket would be like that one sport that it's almost like track and field. Like there's a gen, there's always those genuine countries that are always just going to automatically yeah. be the top in their their heat because they're just natural sprinters. They get yeah. better training, better this, better that. They're natural athletes. I think cricket's a bit the same in the sense that it will be for a while. In the sense that you know Australia, India. New Zealand, England, England, they're all going to dominate, and there's not much you can do about it. But at the same I time, mean, Australia can't even get uh, get past the West Indies at the moment, yeah. so we'd be pretty ordinary. But um, at, yeah. at the same time, though, you've got to you have at... cricket. Like you look at the rugby sevens, for instance, and like it's New Zealand, Australia. There's countries like Fiji who have done really awesome, which they won the gold too, which was another like highlight of this Olympics. But um. That's a, and then there's like Great Britain and maybe America a little bit, like that's a really small like pool of um, pool of like countries that really play that sport, um, and so like it doesn't like that's not exactly a worldwide sport either, sort of thing. European handball like no, it's only European countries that play it. So like it kind of is a thing that not that many big countries play, but. There's examples yeah. of that already in the Olympics. 
And there's another argument I heard someone on one of the Channel 7 coverage talking about. Like, some of their sports, the Olympics probably isn't, albeit it's the Olympics, isn't the top of their sport. I can't remember which sport was being talked about. Tennis is an example of that. It. And you got to sort of think, like, if you're winning the Cricket World Cup, compare that to a gold medal at the Olympics. Yeah. Mm. You know, more history behind the Cricket World Cup or something like that. You know, that f- factor of like, oh, what, what do I want more? I've worked for this long to play in the Cricket World Cup and win that. And we've yeah. just all of a sudden decided, yep, we'll have cricket at the Olympics. Yeah. You know, it's a bit different. Yeah. No, I can agree. Um, so, Tom, I didn't actually get an answer out of you. What sport do you want to see come to the Olympics? I understand cricket, but, like, um, specific sport. Netball would be good, and I would like to see men's and women's, and then, like, mix netball. But it's not just, like... Like, it's not the best of the best. The country just has to pick, like, a random... Um, Wednesday night mixed netball team from like Wagga or Wollongong or somewhere and they can be like yep. they can be like C grade mixed netball team but they pick them and then they send them off and every country does the same and so you've just got some absolute novices you've just got Jim from uh, who works a 9 to 5 office job is 41 <laughs> and it's the first uh, time he's played sport since he was uh, like 14 and then you've got yeah. uh, maybe Jamie, and she's a young girl in marketing, and she's sort of 22, but awful hand-eye coordination. Um, <laughs> looks athletic, but just cannot <laughs> catch a ball to save a life. And you've just got these kind of operators rolling around. I would really like to see that at the Olympics. Just your weeknight warriors. <laughs> just doing their socialising for the week yep. by pretending they can play netball. Yeah, yep. and pretending they, the kind of ones, pretending they enjoy it. The too. kind of ones that were watching the watching the Olympics at 10am thinking, hmm, I wonder if it's too early to have a beer. Yep. Just like exactly. us. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> the sort of, uh, that's the sport I want for, bring, bring that to Brisbane. Bring that to Brisbane, 2032. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. All uh, right. Gents, let's move on to AFL. Uh, it's just been kind of blending, hasn't it? It's uh, it's all just kind of coming together, yet we're still seeing upsets. We're still seeing games go to places that we didn't expect them to. Um, I think that we're probably getting a better idea who really wants to play finals and who doesn't. Uh, Carlton being one of the ones that don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Melbourne all of a sudden think, hmm, bottom of the ladder doesn't taste so good. About, I'm going to pull Nick my finger Larky out What about Nick kicking seven? Old Suvalaki. <laughs> Big Suvalaki. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh, no, that's one of, oh. the best, one of the best nicknames going around. The, the, best thing, the best thing to come out of the AFL this week is that um, Nick Larky, apparently, completely unconfirmed, but supposedly has an Arnie called Sue. And her middle name is like Victoria or Vicky or something. So her name is Sue B. Larky. <laughs> Jeez. So that's, that was oh. my main takeaway for the weekend. <laughs> what are the chances, hey? And I think that that encapsulates exactly how we feel about AFL with the Olympics on at the moment. I completely uh, forgot it was we're on. taking more, like, merit out of a nickname than we are actually the football 
which is good. It's an entertaining. I like it. Um, we'll just glance over last week. Uh, poor Collingwood. Port got it done. It was oh, a pretty good match to Trav, watch. Trav Boke actually. 300 uh, as well. Trav Boke 300. That was massive. Congratulations, Bokey. That was, he had a play, played a bloody good game too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Collingwood have found another gear, I think, since Bucks have left. So uh, hopefully uh, that keeps going. Um, which actually brings me on to a topic that I want to discuss. Uh, who is the next captain and coach of Collingwood? Um, is it Robert Harvey at the moment? Robert Harvey at the moment. Yeah. But Chris Scott is the man in the headlines for this is Collingwood he? job. So what I've seen, if it's true or not, who knows? Yeah. It's, that's the footy world. But he was the man at the uh, top of the headlines. Interesting. After... Alistair Clarkson decided, or Hawthorne decided, we'll keep him for yeah. a year or two and then Sam Mitchell can take over. Yeah. But this is also coming from Caroline Wilson. Mm, that's, yeah. yeah. I, think, um, I think it will be Taylor Adams as captain. And mm-hmm. I, like they announced still Sidebottom will be for the rest of the season. That's fair. But I think Taylor Adams will yep. be the next captain. And I think Don yep. Pike, former... Um, Adelaide coach took them yep. to the grand final. Um, apparently, I believe he's at Sydney as an assistant. Like you just hear a couple of those assistant names who are like doing really well, like making a real impact. Yeah, at wherever they are, yep. um, he's one of the names that's been floated around. So he would be my smokey for the Collingwood job. Yep, yep. Uh, I actually haven't heard anything about coaching positions. Um, kind of assumed that Robert Harvey would kind of stick with it for a, a year or so. Um, but the next captain, I agree with you, Tom. I think Taylor Adams. Or just give uh, Big Cox go. Just give him a go. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> oh, that man, since uh, since Bucks has left, he's found himself as the uh, emergency or the medical sub most weeks. I think it's for the greater good. Also, is Mason, Cox, is Mason Cox really the bloke you want as a medical sub? Just quickly, like he's well, that's actually an interesting one because and can't really like move. Like, surely you just give a kid the go as a medical sub or someone who can actually cover some ground and maybe cover a couple of positions. Like, what do you do? Well, that that's the thing is that we like you know he's probably been that that iffy kind of like he's kind of in, he's kind of out player for Collingwood. And so it made sense a little bit, but you've had Scott Pendlebury injured in the first quarter on the weekend and Mason Cox has come on for him. That doesn't really add up for Collingwood. No. Um, Having said that, he kicked a goal within the first minute of him being on there. Um, or two minutes of him being on the field, but he, he just yeah, you've got to. I reckon the medical sub's got to be that young kid that who can play like, like like pretty much anywhere. That's well, they can play a bit of midfield, yeah. bit of wing, bit of half forward, half back. Basically a winger. Yeah, who can yeah. drop into a spot if need be. Yeah, exactly. So I think that you've got to give them a crack, and the bloke that the kid that's um, you know, he's he's filling the Gatorade bottles at training. Yeah. He's getting there five minutes early, doing a warm up better. Yeah. Just give him a crack. Yeah, I like uh, setting it. the tone, really. I like it. I like it. Um, 
So yeah, so the the pies they're they're okay. They're okay. Port weren't at their best. I still don't trust Port, unfortunately, yeah, Tom. So neither. neither to be honest. Um, I don't really trust just, them either. They scare me. Um, talk about scaring me too. Uh, Brisbane scare me as well. I, I can't trust them either. They were down to Gold Coast until the last quarter. But they've, they've, they kicked like the last nine goals or ten goals or eleven. They or kicked something. nine straight. Yeah. yeah once, they, <laughs> once they flicked that switch, they were fine. But they were in the dark trying to find it for three quarters and yeah. gave everyone a decent scare. Maybe they um, got off the bus at three quarter time. West Coast just beat St Kilda. Like, yeah. West, okay. Yeah. I and and as they should. We're going to talk about someone in. In a sec, but uh, West Coast just—they just don't breathe finals to me at all. They don't want to be there. Neither do St Kilda, for that matter. Neither of those teams for me want to make finals. No, I don't think anyone has any trust in West Coast. No. And it's not now at the point, obviously, where teams are starting to move around and mm. have been these little hubs, and you can only play. I think that takes away the whole Perth factor. You know, yeah. I don't even trust them in Perth anymore, and that's like a big thing. Like they got beaten by North in Perth, albeit really scrappy and gross. But like that says a lot about the team. If they really genuinely want to play finals and yeah. they really want more games in Perth, and they believe that Perth should have a grand final, maybe beat North Melbourne, who are on the uh, bottom of the ladder. Couldn't agree more. I think that they've got to get this attitude that we don't get beat in in our on our home turf because you shouldn't. Neither should Freo. Freo shouldn't get beat over there either. They they seem to... Freo have been going better than West Coast. They seem to kind of pull it together over there. But, um, you know, you should be pumping St. Kilda by 60 yeah. points over there. Shout out quickly to Cooper Sharman, Leeton Witten boy. Oh, yeah. Back in my hometown. Debut. Didn't actually see the ground, unfortunately. I hate that you can debut someone as a medical sub, but... Yeah, that's stupid. Um... It, yeah, it does. Awesome. He has chalked up a game. It does count as a game. Yeah, that's one one on the box. <laughs> so hopefully, surely more to come too. Hopefully one, hopefully, of, one yeah. of many. Yeah. Um, the dogs and we box. we glanced over it. We glanced over it, Tom. Uh, North Melbourne flogged oh. Carlton. Yeah. Um, that's really, 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 really disgusting for Carlton. <laughs> that that hurts. Um, the, uh, I heard North Melbourne are playing some good footy at the moment, but yeah, someone made the comment that Patrick Cripps looks like run down, looks like an old run down veteran. Yep. at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, when you've you're gonna have back injuries when you're carrying a team for the first what six seven years that you're at a club, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's not the damaging. Like, remember at the start of the season we were talking like. Paddy Cripps will be number one. Like, he and Bont will be the, you know, he, Bont, the Petrarca, they'll be the three, like, three front runners. But yep. he's fallen well behind the pack. He's even, like, Sam Walsh is the yeah. number one at Carlton now. And I don't oh, think anyone's I about really... To, I was about to jump in there. Yeah, I don't think anyone's really, like, yeah. going to argue that. No, nah, definitely not. And talk about, talk about Sam Walsh. Holy shit, that bloke can play. He runs so much. You watch... Any sort of heat map that he does is just constantly running. He doesn't stop. The only time he stops is when he's at the bench. How good was that heat map and from the other day? Barely that goes there. Perfectly like a dick. I think it was Sam Walsh. Yeah, yeah. That it was. That was, that was, it Sam, was Walsh. Sam Walsh. Yeah, that was a real highlight. Genuinely dicking was the comment thrown around on Facebook. But <laughs> yeah, they were yeah good boy, good vibes, energies. Um, so 
Uh, Melbourne Bulldogs. Bulldogs uh, pushed away the Ds. Uh, the Ds are in a bit of a slump at the moment, and I could see it coming a mile away. Their defensive strategy, the way they play is so defensive that mm. I just can't see them like getting past teams at their best. I think, you um, know, there was, yeah, I think with that defensive strategy, so much of their like game plan is built around, like they've got really good intercept markers and they've got really good yep. markers in defense. So there's May Lever, is it Petty or yep. someone, that other young kid? They've got really good markers, but it's really yep. hard. Like they talk about it on the couch um, all the time that if that's where most of your scoring is coming from, it's not really a sustainable option. Like it's that makes it nah. really hard to be a like good competitive team when you're yeah. like relying on intercept marking for your score. Um, yeah. Petrarca and Oliver and Gorn, like that's where they need to for Melbourne to be good. Those three are the most important, yeah. without a doubt. They need to be they, those midfield dominating bulls. They um, Melbourne, yeah they they were beating Western Bulldogs in the midfield quite a fair bit of the, the second half anyway, the one that I watched quite closely. But um, it, Bulldogs were just too good on the rebound. Like They'd turn it over and were just way too quick for Melbourne to set up, which they've been so good at stopping throughout the year. And, um, yeah, I think that that was a pretty good sign that the Bulldogs, are, they're hitting their straps at a good time and Melbourne are not. Yeah, so absolutely. How good was keep, Cody Waitman? Keep your eyes fixated on that. They're slowly oh. slumping back into the Melbourne we're so used to watching. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Uh, yes, Cody Waitman's mark was elite. Over uh, Max Horn, who is quickly becoming yeah. the, like, the most step decorated stepladder ever to play the yeah. game. He's had Liam Ryan, he's had Cody Waitman, and who was the other one? Is that another one who took an absolute screamer over him? Um, Wasn't Isaac Haney? We'll talk about his mark in a second. No, it doesn't matter. But he's had three like he's had three genuine like marks of the year taken over him in the last two years. So yeah, I mean you can't really like take the piss out of him. He is a big man. Oh, and I can imagine some athletic humans out there would be able to jump on his shoulders and elevate to that height. It's a pretty good mark. Yeah. You can't really argue it. Well, I was just Poor fella's just trying to take a couple of intercept marks and he just gets step-ladded. <laughs> I was just watching the Olympic high jumpers and as we said, Brandon Smith, uh, who's not actually... Uh, Brandon Stark, not from Game of Thrones, but uh, Mitch Stark's right. brother. Um, he yep. The first jump height in the high jump was a lazy 217 centimetres. Yeah. 2.17 metres is where it starts. So, look, there's some athletic dudes kicking around. And yeah. I'd say at AFL some footballers, footballers can jump quite that high. But, like, you know, there's probably some kids who are pretty handy. At the well, how tall is Maxi Gorn? Oh, he'd be 208, maybe. 206, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Pretty so tall. you're getting up on his shoulders. Yeah. With your knees. Yeah. It's a long way up. That's to a get, long way up. To get most of your body too, not just you yeah. know, a little bit, to get your legs all yeah. the way up there and yeah. just plonk them on your shoulders. Unreal. That is pretty elite. Uh, Adelaide Hawthorne. Uh, Adelaide, get it done. Don't really care. Is that... Do we agree with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That was, that was what I was each team, <laughs> each team did kick straight. 
actually, I just noticed that. 16, 6, 13, 5. I can't remember who it was earlier. It was either Adelaide or Hawthorne that kicked that 15 goals. Oh, it was Adelaide. It was Adelaide. Yeah. And then lost, they I'm kicked pretty that sure. 15 goals straight. So there's no, no doubt that they can kick straight. And they were going to lose that game, weren't they? Yeah, they ended up losing <laughs> they that lose, game. They lost that game. They lost that game. <laughs> they're, they're, they're Adelaide returns. We can kick straight, but we can't win football games. Yeah, there, there we go. Uh, Sydney Fremantle. Oh, my lordy. Isaac Heaney, marry me. That was one of the sickest marks, albeit Fremantle decided, hmm, I'm going to kick a 40-metre sky ball across goal. But to 15 <laughs> metres out, right here. in front with Isaac Heaney, seven metres away from Liam Ryan. <laughs> oh, that was one of the worst football decisions I've ever seen. <laughs> so much danger in that decision. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, if you haven't seen too. it, go check it out. Isaac Heaney took an absolute screamer. Uh, mark of the year contender. Uh, I thought it was elite. And Sydney, I'm starting to trust Sydney a lot more than uh, what people are giving them. Uh, they are looking really, really good and just consistent uh, at the moment. Their young young kids are still playing consistently well. Errol Gould, uh, is, since coming back into that team has been just that injection of yeah. what they lacked those couple of weeks or so more from that he didn't play. Yeah. He's really exciting to watch. I love watching him. He's yeah. so good. And Randall from Monsters Inc. has just come out of nowhere and is just that's that's Nick Blakey by the yeah. way. Um <laughs> he's just come out of nowhere and found this like stem of form. He is so good off the halfback flank and just runs and runs and runs and backs himself. He was great for us against Frio and who we played last week, uh, GWS. Uh, he was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, look at he was look he was that high pick who was, you know, they said he was capable of doing good things, and he yeah. sort of let a few Swans supporters down. I think a few people didn't really have much trust in him. But yeah, he's no. really come through now, and he's he is playing good footy. I um, can agree with that. Uh, Geelong Richmond. Oh, sorry, just on this game as well. Sorry. Um, Yep. Like, talking about protected species, Buddy Franklin absolutely cracked someone in the chin with a completely deliberate elbow. The dude was just tackling him, and Buddy's just said, nah, I'm Buddy, you can't touch me. Has thrown his elbow around, clocked him. Like, you can see his face, like, shutter. And he gets off. He gets off at a week, they fight it, and he gets off. That is the most... Bullshit tribunal decision I have seen this year. And there's been some awful ones. We've talked about a lot of them. That was awful. He should have been minimum two, probably three weeks. Uh, no comment. <laughs> I agree, Tom. I agree, oh, Tom. It's disgusting. That was that was genuine thuggery. <laughs> that was thuggery and not Actually, good to see. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna butt in here. I'm gonna be that bloke. I think that that. Like, okay, sorry. I'll really add. It is a contact sport. I think that you've got to allow some of those things to get through. Because if you start giving weeks to that, you're starting to take the contest away from the game. I, I, I agree with you. I think that Buddy should have got a week for it because he did. He threw his elbow back with malice to hit that with bloke. Intent. He might not have tried to hit him in the head, no, he did. but he was he did trying try to hit him with his head. elbow. Um, but he's trying to hit him with his elbow, which you're not allowed to do. If that but was... it is a contact sport, yeah. he 
he could have been swinging his body around to just try and struggle off the tackle. And that would have been called up eventually if he got called up for that. Okay, so... so I think that it's a good thing that the AFL let that go. So if it was Riley Bonner, a fringe backman who plays for Port Adelaide, who did that to someone, <laughs> how many weeks is he getting? Did that exact same action, how many weeks is Riley Bonner Zero. getting? Zero, because unless Port Adelaide contested it. Uh, sorry, he'd get one because Port, Port Adelaide wouldn't contest it because his name's not Buddy Franklin. Let me tell you, Riley Bonner's getting three minimum, and if they contest it, which you're right, they wouldn't. <laughs> Throw the book at him. Getting, <laughs> throw it at him. That is the way Tom, it goes. I think that, Tom, I think you should just get on your high horse, mate. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> I was so annoyed at that. <laughs> uh, next game, Geelong, Geelong Richmond. Uh, tigers, no dusty, no tigers. Question no mark. Dusty, no tigers. It hurts me to say it, but you know that Geelong uh, top four team. Yep. Richmond want to play finals. They've got to get closer to the top four teams. Yep. they need to be beating top four teams. Yeah. Yes, no dusty is a bit of a problem. There is plenty of other players. There are twenty-two players. Yeah. That are named every week. You can't put everything on one player's shoulders, but he's he's a big piece that is now not going to be here for the rest of the season. So it's going to be time for blokes like Cochin, who's faced a fair bit of flack lately. He's going to have to stand up. Prestia needs to be healthy. He needs to stand up. And like Jaden Short, he's good off half-back, but I think they're going to have to throw him in the middle and he's going to have to do a bit more as well. Yep. Hey, Wags, yep. just a quick comment. Uh, um, on Dusty, you could literally play that Collier Dawkins kid instead of Dusty all through the regular season. And if Richmond managed to squeeze their way into the top eight, it wouldn't make a difference. But Dusty in finals, like finals Dusty is just out of this world. Like we know it. We've seen yeah. it so many times. But I think normal season Dusty is... Like in the last couple of years, like... Richmond are a different team in September. Like last year, everything was thrown into absolute chaos in the entire AFL, and Richmond lost their way a bit there. And you know, come finals, it was you know that game against Geelong. Was it Geelong or Port Adelaide to get into the grand final? Might have been. It was Port. One of those teams. You know, yeah, it might have been Port Adelaide, but you know, it just showed how much they wanted it a bit more even though that they played some rubbish football leading into it. And they lost. even Jack Rewalt said it before his 300th game, you know, I would hate to play us in finals. Mm. But, you know, got to get there first, Jack. They lost They lost their way a bit after Dimmer started sleeping with the marketing chick. Um, yeah, you can't go doing that, Dimmer. <laughs> and mm, then yeah. once they got September, they were right. They flipped the switch. Yeah. I don't know. I am very worried. They need to win every game. It's simple. My my big thing, and I think I could definitely get on the coaching squad here for Richmond, kick the ball straight. You've kicked eight goals, nine. Richmond, uh, Geelong kicked 15-5. You turn four of those goals into, four of those points into goals, you're fucking right in it. Complete momentum changer. Jack, do your job. Yeah, you get to pay the big bucks. You kick 700 goals in your time. Tom Lynch, for Christ's sake, just threw the big ones. And How I think, is it? 
I think that uh, you just need to give Josh Caddy another go. <laughs> I would rather, Don't come Monday, Josh. I would rather just about anything else. I know he's getting heaps of touches in the VFL. He was before that sort of hit the fan as well, but that's that's the resis, mate. That's awesome. Good on you. Yep. Just keep keep finding your trade as a first emergency, brother. Yeah, uh, finally. GWS uh, edged out Essendon. I am on the Bombers train until I saw them get beat by a fairly mediocre GWS. Don't sleep on the what Giants, do think, brother. Don't sleep on the Giants. They. I'm not sleeping on them. I know that they're enough, but they were mediocre on the weekend. They, they were... did not play well, and Essendon no. were worse. And they still they still lack a really key forward target. Like Himmelberg's been playing oh, yeah. relatively well, but it's literally just Himmelberg. Finn Lason got dropped to the twos that last week. Um, yeah, they're playing genuine small ball down forward. They need, and yeah. uh, they need like Brent Daniels and these sort of blokes. See, is it, mm. or whoever that Reed dude is doesn't matter. Um, to kick goals for them, but anyway, yeah. they got the job done. They like their midfield and is still elite. You can't forget yeah, how true. good that midfield is. Like Cornelio's been out of touch and didn't. He's been injured, but you've still got Kelly Hopper, Toronto. Tom Green's been killing it. Um, their midfield is still elite. So you and can't... Paul Matty Flynn yeah. has uh, dislocated his shoulder twice. He did it. So he did it the first time. It was definitely out. And then... Uh, popped it back in. Popped it back in. was all good. Came back on. It's all strapped up. Uh, first contest barely looked like anything. Bang, gone again. Yeah. So I... A little he's, bit of fear for him. So hopefully he gets over that. Which right. hurts for Flynn. Yeah. Um, I'm going to slide yeah, in does. his DMs during the week and see if I can tee up into you at some stage. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd love that. Uh, let's just do our tips real quick. Um, St. Kilda, Carlton. I don't trust the Blues at all, so I'm going to go St. Kilda. St. Kilda. Don't trust St. Kilda either, but I hope they win. Yep. Tom? Saints. Western Bulldogs. Saints. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said thanks then. I was like, Cool. No, no, Saints. <laughs> uh, Saints. Western Bulldogs, Crows, dogs, dogs all around. Dogs, dogs, dogs yep. all around. Uh, North Melbourne, Cats. Well, I'm going to back the Kangas. That well, would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. I would like that. And just because you said it, I'm going to say it too. I'm going to back the Kangas. Someone here's going to have a brain. <laughs> I'll go for the Cats. Uh, yeah, no, I'm genuinely going to Kangas. I reckon they'll cause an absolute boil over the. Boil over. The way they've been playing, you know, three and a half quarters. Uh, you've already tipped the cats. No, no, the I, I'm sticking with the cats. I'm, I'm three just and a half thinking, quarters, North Melbourne will be fighting, but I think the cats are just too good. I'm just thinking yeah, North no. Melbourne's like one of their most high-profile high fans is Ricky Ponting. Ricky's just going to be there at Blunston Arena. It's going to be freezing cold, but he's going to have just his uh, three-quarter length shirt on. going to have hairy forearms <laughs> out. You know, big, strong, crossed arms, and those energies are just going to flow under North, and they're going to get over the cats. And just frown and and frowning the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, just looks absolutely. so serious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gold Coast. To the final siren. Gold Coast Melbourne. I'm going to go again. I'm going to go Gold Coast. Uh, oh, I'm going to go. I Melbourne. don't know. Melbourne. Yeah. No, I reckon that they've hit a slump, and I don't know. Uh, Took Miller's gonna come out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, uh, Collingwood West Coast. Uh, calling. Oh. I'm gonna go West Coast. West Coast. West Coast. Yeah, West Coast. West Coast. Wags well, I said West Coast. So uh, then we'll move on to Sydney Essendon. Got to go to the Swans. Sorry, Tom. We lost you for a sec. Boys. Uh, <laughs> Wags, Wags left the call <laughs> Accidentally uh, Accidentally Alright so um, we're back on We're back on uh, Essendon Sydney I'm going with the Swans Swans I'm going to go Essendon uh, Hawks yeah. Brisbane <laughs> Brisbane uh, Brisbane Yeah Brizzy uh, Port GWS this Tom this be, is going to hurt you Yeah I know this is two teams nah I'm going Port Port will get it done GWS where is the game Metricon Stadium I'm guessing it's in Metricon yeah <laughs> yeah neutral territory I'll go the Giants uh, and then Freo Sorry, Richmond's the old 5-10 Twilight game at Optus Ob- at oh. that's disgusting Twilight that's... Sunday Arvo everyone's sick of football by Sunday Arvo so you be forced to watch Fremantle Richmond yeah, yeah no uh, sorry, Wags, going Freo. That's Freo's time slot. They don't get off the bus as they play any other time. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> that is so true. They only know up unless it's Sunday Arvo. They only know how to play in the graveyard time slot. Um, yeah, but exactly. I'm gonna go. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go Freo. The purple haze will get them home. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. are they debuting that new jersey? That vintage yes. jersey? Oh, yes, yeah, they that. are. Holy that's, moly! How good is that? Uh, that's, and, I'll tip that as my winner. That yeah. jersey is off its tits. It it's is a bit like, so bit like golf. green you can and never purple win golf with golf like the red the trim and the huge white anchor. Like it's so yeah. bad that it's just so beautiful. I would, I would actually really like to see the the docker with the big man holding the anchor. I really want to see that come back. Oh, yeah. right in the middle, right in, right in the guts, the strength. Yeah, I like that one. With uh, like like the three D anchor, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. God, they've that's had pure. Some... Oh, just bring back the red, green, and purple. None of this purple yeah, like exactly. that. Just keep the that random now. Random blur of colours. Please colors. keep it permanent. Yeah. Uh, right, boys. That has taken us a lot time longer 20, longer than we thought. Twenty five minutes. AFL. I've got. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Let's go on NRL. Uh, uh, let's do and big news out of this week. Yep. Two of us, a Sheck has called it quits on his NRL career. Uh, he was actually sent off in style with a performance of the Haka, which was elite. Yeah. It was so cool. Um, and he's actually been rated by uh, some, some people to be one of the top three Kiwi players of all time. Easily. Thoughts. Easily. Yep. I would agree with that tenfold. But he's... What he did when he was with the Roosters, yeah, you know, won the Dalian one year. I'm fairly sure, mm-hmm. and you know he was elite for them. Yeah, and I think it was really good that he went back to the Warriors. But it just shows uh, how much of a toll the current climate is on sports and yeah. athletes. You know, spending a long way, a long time away from home, mm. obviously just affects people differently. And yeah, he um, he knew the time was right to go home. Well, well, he was, he it was, was 215 games. 
He was sort of forced into it as well. Yeah. He was forced into it a little bit because they were going to shut the borders for six weeks. Um, And so he sort of had to jet home. He's finishing up in the NRL, moving to rugby. He's trying to pursue an all-black Skernsey. Um, So he sort of had to get out now or run the risk of getting back in like September at best. But then, look, the way things are going, that could be sort of October, November, which would be a long time away from his family. So he's back there. Um, I read the article on these greatest uh, Kiwi NRL players. You'd have to think Benji would be up there. Benji, Um, yeah. yeah. That that was my obvious choice. Yeah, and then there was another one when I was reading it. The common denominator was sort of Ruben Wiki, who was a little bit before my time when I started watching it, but started as a centre. Uh, moved, no ended was. up being a pretty good footballer. Ended up being a prop, and then uh, played, I think, near fifty games for New Zealand, which I think is the most. So anyway, that yeah. was another one. So yeah, Manu Batavai as well. Oh, yeah, big the beast. winger, big mm. scary winger, mm. missing a tooth most of his life. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not the biggest bloke. I played on the wing in the rugby. <laughs> I would hate lining up against him. It would be like Marcus Sevo, but I reckon even scarier. Yeah, if that's possible. Yeah, though, uh, Mike would be a pretty scary bloke. Um, do we want to just? do But yeah, no. I've watched his highlights, uh, like when he was at the Roosters, because I didn't actually realise he was at the Roosters mm. before Warriors, because I couldn't give a shit about rugby there five years ago. But um, he was pretty elite. He was pretty good. He played. He played that right wing and fullback sometimes, and was sick. Yeah, pretty good step on him. Pretty evasive. Just yep. exactly what you wanted him to do. Exciting. And, and was pretty pretty paramount in their run to that premier, back-to-back premiership or one of the premierships they won. And Dalian medalist as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go back last week. Uh, Raiders edged out the Eels. Uh, the Eels have just dropped off the ta- off the. Eels have fallen off the bus. Yeah, it's, it's hard to watch as a Parramatta fan because they promised so much. They were, you know. The first eight or nine weeks, I only lost to the Dragons. Mm. And I thought, hang on, here we go again. It's going to work this year. And Nope. No. <laughs> Flush that down the toilet rather quickly. Yeah. Uh, the Roosters' Knights. Teddy's return. Uh, are the Roosters any good without James Tedesco? No. No. I don't think so. They've got, like... Sam Walker is still finding his way. He's yep. awesome. Don't yep. get that wrong. They're still finding his way around the around the joint, and maybe next year or the year after. Yep. You know, Teddy's what is he? Twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. Getting a bit older. I think he is still their biggest asset, and if without him, it's really tough for them. But they they can get it done. But yeah, def- he definitely helps. Thoughts on? Uh, I think it's well. Teddy's back, and like Teddy's ba- been back the last two weeks, and they've beaten the Knights twenty-eight eight, and then last night they beat the Eels twenty-eight nil. Twenty-eight nil. So, yeah, proof's in the pudding. Teddy's there. They're all right. They go all right. Um, Another player who's playing elite at the moment is Joseph Manu. He's so yeah, good. He's a good player. He yeah. is. He's. 
good looking bloke too. Yeah, he's a really good looking yeah. footballer. That's a, that's a bad mix, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> imagine being imagine being so good at football and you're good looking. Yeah, like, and you're massive. Oh, it would just it would be a shit life to live. Um, the storm roll the, on. Cowboys keep being shit. Any more to add? Yep, yeah, exactly. I think nah, that's 14, nah. 14 in a row for the Storm. Um, yep. The Rabbits... Uh, one of the highest scoring games I've ever seen, the Rabbits yeah. and Warriors. Yeah, 60 to 22. Mm. That's a that's a lot. Any Genuine chance of anyone laying a tackle, yeah. lads? Any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Both teams went out and said, you know what? Yeah, boys. Rugby's cool and you're meant to tackle people, but I reckon let's try and take the tackle out of this game. Let's just play rugby. Tries are more fun than tackles. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, if you played 80 minutes of Eagles, rugby sevens, you Sorry, wouldn't see a scoreline a score like that. That's insane. Yeah. Um, but the Rabbits just showing how big that difference between top six... I guess if we're being generous, yeah, yeah. Um, and the yeah. rest, are. and it shows how good they how good they are at scoring points. Like, albeit they let through twenty two points. Yep. If you're a team going into finals and you can score sixty six, regardless of who the team is, jeez, yep. yep. you feel pretty good about yourself. Yep. Um, Question are, two: Did yeah. Adam Reynolds miss a conversion shot? Ah, uh, he did. They scored eleven tries. The Rabbits did. Yeah, they got 11, and the conversions were 8 for 11, and Latrell only kicked one. So I'm, either Latrell missed yeah. a couple, or... Nah, I think Adam Reynolds missed a couple. But oh, yeah, he's okay. still it he's was, genuinely a very sharp shooter, but he did miss a couple. Just want to go back to the Roosters-Knights game. If anyone watched that game, it must have been blowing an absolute whirlwind, because... Knights would kick off after their set and the ball would travel further back than their line. It, it was, that hurts. It was just a sky ball that would go back over them. Now, I think that's possibly a little bit to do with, you know, if you go and look at the conversion rate, I'm pretty sure Teddy, uh, they he was two for six. So but um, it was a pretty awful day to play football. The Roosters also kicker. don't have a recognised um, kicker in their team. Kicker, yeah. Um, yeah. Which... Could be a problem, although they've been playing Adam Kieran the last couple of weeks. He yep. played in the centres last night, um, and he is decent. But at the moment, they're going. Is Sam Walker, Walker their go-to? Yeah, Walker and Teddy, are sort of their yep. two. And Tedesco's, oh, he's just not like he's a very, very talented player, but he's a very awkward goal kicker. Um, yeah, and Sam Walker. I've got an idea for him. Sam Walker looks okay, just get but Craig Fitzgibbons. Out of the coach's box. Oh, yeah. That man could kick very well. Surely, you know, just slip a jersey on him. His job <laughs> no, is, you won't even job, notice. His job is just to kick goals. I would love to see even more notice. forwards and, um, like, props and uh, back rowers kicking. Like, you saw a little bit. Yeah. Takeaho. Uh, Takeaho? I think. Yeah, Mitch Barnett for the Knights yeah. as well. There's a couple around. Yeah, break the stigma on. Yeah. Props and back rowers not um, being able to kick. I saw, Break yeah. that stigma. I saw Big Let's Nelson. get more of it in the game. I saw Big Nelson from um, uh, the Storm convert one from the sideline. That's the sort of gear I want to see. I want to see 130 kg props just dobbing them from the sideline. Yeah. That would be entertaining. <laughs> New rule change. <laughs> you're only allowed to keep a goal if you're wearing number 10, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Seagulls, West Tigers. Uh, bleh, that was always going to happen. Seagulls, 44-24. Uh, bad luck, Joe. Your team sucks. <laughs> well yeah. done, Kel. Your team's pretty good. As with, long as you have Turbo. With Turbo. Yeah. Yeah. Turbo effect. And um, this might be a bit of a controversial topic, but does Daly Cherry Evans have the most punchable face in sports apart from Stuart Broad? Yes. I said this the other night. Yeah. If I could punch any AFL footballer, I would punch Cody Waitman and I yeah. would happily do it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I also don't like Taylor Chervins. I thought yours would be yeah. uh, Jason Castagna. Oh, friendly fire. <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely love to punch him, but oh. we've already got too many injuries. I can't have Jason Castagna with a broken face. <laughs> I'm going to add to that list. I'm going to add Toby Green to that list. You're not oh, a GWS supporter. You don't like Toby Green. I love Toby. You yeah. love to hate him. You love to hate him. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Panthers, Broncos. Panthers are in a bit of a, a form slum at the moment. A bit of an injury. Uh, no injury Cleary. No, no Luai. Luai is back this week, but... Yeah. So, a bit of, bit of stability. Matt Burton, being naturally a 5'8", has been playing there. Still doing his job and everything yeah. like that, but it just separates Cleary and Luai. You know, not to say... Matt Burton has been playing well and hasn't done his job, but you know they're, they're at class above, and that's why they were the New South Wales halves. And yeah, they're you know they they need to be playing for uh, Penrith to really you know take it to the storm in that last game of the year because that's what's going to come down to, I reckon. Yeah, well they play them this week, um, so that'll be a good match. Uh, Titans Dragons Dragons suck, so that's just an automatic win. At the moment, the have Titans, all the uh, Titans all the Dragons players serve their um, suspensions now? Are we back to a full squad, sort of? Uh, or, I think there's I still a few. Know. No, I think because it was broken up over a four week like bracket. You know, some yeah, so they did. Play. So <laughs> they had, had number. So they had a full team each week. Uh, we think... brushed over it um, last episode, but all we really spoke about was fines. Because uh, yeah. at that point it was just fines; there weren't actually suspensions yeah. handed out. At that well, point. they pretty much, other than Paul Vaughan, They're who all got his done. eight weeks and then his termination. Um, yeah, they all got a week, and they were just got to take it over a four-week sort of time frame. Isn't it the Sharks that are looking at signing? No, I believe the Bulldogs have. Signed Bulldogs. Him. Bulldogs That's have right. signed him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which would be good. The dogs are gonna actually. Yeah, Show okay. a bit of something next year, I reckon. Yeah. Once he comes back from his eight-week suspension, because he will have to serve that. Yeah. No, he's... Yeah, because his contract's terminated, so he's yeah. not actually serving that now, is no, he? No, that's... So it's not counted now. No, it is counted. Mm. The um, NRL revisited that, and they've decided to count oh. his suspension for the remainder of this year, and then his oh. right to oh. play at the <laughs> start of next year, so... Bloody is he Olympics, suspended, eh? then? It's bloody Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Taking me away from football. <laughs> uh, and then Sharks, Bulldogs. Uh, talking about the Bulldogs, Sharks have uh, had another good win. Um, it's the same kind of thing we always talk about. It's the top six teams, but apart from that, no one really gives a shit. Dragons are still seventh. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the Sharks I don't are know sixth, I think. The Sharks are eighth. Oh, 
Really? Dragons are... Jesus. It's, yeah. Storm, cool. Panthers, Rabbits, Eels, Roosters, Eagles. I say Eagles. Dragons, Sharks, Raiders, Knights, Titans. And then the rest of them, Um But, like, Dragons and Sharks. Like, Sharks are only just getting edged out by the Raiders, who are seeming to do a little bit of something here and there. Showing a bit of something. Showing a bit of something. Um, and the Knights are just... Nah, they're not there. Um... But the Sharks just keep on keeping on, but they still can't get past the Dragons, which I don't know how. NRL's a weird game, isn't it, Tom? Uh, yeah, it is a weird old game. But look, uh, I don't know. I just feel like footies, even though we're probably getting towards the business end, like AFL, NRL, I just, I'm not really overly invested in all of it at the moment. I don't really know exactly what's going on or where things are at. But yeah. Yeah, anyway. Well, we'll do our tips for this week. Yep. Uh, I would have tipped the Roosters, honestly. You would have probably tipped the Eels. I would have tipped the Eels. Yeah. That's my mistake. Uh, the Roosters won, so I'm going to say I would have tipped the Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> There's always one in the ticket Uh West Warriors. I'm going to go the Warriors. I think that the two of us are gone. They're going to show him something. Bang. Yeah, oh. sorry, Joe. Go the Warriors. Oh, I disagree. I think I think Tigers will win. Uh, Broncos, Cowboys. I don't give a shit. There's a reason they're up in Queensland. Because they're you don't want to deal with them in out of sight, out of mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but if we had to pick someone, I, I would think the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm out Cowboys. I'll go Bronx. Dragons, um, rabbits, rabbits, rabbits. Yeah, boars, rabbits. Uh, knights, raiders, raiders, raiders. Yeah, the knights are just not a good football team. I've been trying to tell my mate Todd, <laughs> who I used to work with in Canberra, who's through and through Newcastle, still talking about '97. <laughs> Give it up, mate. They're not very good. Caleb <laughs> Ponga. Is like the Patrick Cripps of the NRL. <laughs> Come Give here, him boys. a break. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go the Raiders on this one. Storm Panthers. I'm going Storm. I'm going to go the Panthers. I have a funny feeling like this is their big chance to show, you know, yep. we can really, we can, we can win this and I hope they do. Yep. I'm uh, I'm yeah. on the no Cleary, no Panthers train. Yeah, I also have a feeling that the Storm will make it like 15 wins in a row and they'll just keep on keeping on. Um, I think, yeah. yeah, no Cleary, no Panthers. A little bit. Like with an a asterisk. Like, don't get me against, wrong. Like, against the top very, four, very against the other like top four or five, six teams, whatever we say there is, um, no Cleary, no Panthers, I think. Yeah. Yep. Two to go. Bulldogs, Titans. Oh, Titans, uh, but like literally yeah. the most meh game. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the Broncos, Cowboys. <laughs> They're fighting each other for the most meh game. Yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't give two shits. No. I think the Titans will win. Yeah, I'm the same. And then I think this last one, Sharks, Seagulls, I think it could be a decent matchup. Seagulls by 24. I think so too. Eagles by 24. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go the Seagulls by 12. Okay. I think 
the Seagulls a win pretty convincingly. I'm going to go above 30 here. <laughs> I don't think the Sharks... <laughs> they got I nothing. Just, I, nah. I, don't, I went and watched them play uh, the Dragons earlier this year when we were allowed to go to games in New South Wales. Well, we could leave the house in New South Wales. And it went to Golden Point. And if it didn't go to Golden Point, I would have fallen asleep. Got, <laughs> you know, that says a lot about the Dragons as well, but I've got no time for the Sharks. Sorry. Yeah. Um, just quickly before we leave NRL, uh, the Roosters-Eels game last night, there was a bit of a, a bomb dropped over the camera. Uh, there was a penalty try, I believe, awarded. Or oh, I've got to get this up. Hang on a second. Can't say I really watched it. Yeah. I, uh, like... Olympics. Oh, here we go. So, eel skipper Clint Gutherson was caught oh, in a furious moment yeah. of frustrating, frustration as he blasted teammate Tom Obajic. Absolute bar. For an escort penalty blunder against the Roosters. He has um, said, F asterisk, 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 me, you dumb, C asterisk, 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 T. <laughs> <laughs> if you can, if you can uh, put that put two and two together uh and he said that whilst the camera has got all mics set up on gutho um so i think he might get in a little bit of strife for that classy classy king check will not be playing next week. <laughs> <laughs> i think tom check might take a week off for uh yeah. just to get himself straight up <laughs> don't, don't come monday tom yeah now boys josh caddy uh, boys, we're one hour thirteen minutes into this podcast, and you are yet to mention the mighty Milwaukee Bucks getting up mm. in the NBA Finals. Got up in Game Six. Mm. Um, Giannis is the biggest of boys in the NBA right now, and he yeah. just turned it on with Drew and uh, Middleton, and the boys got home comfortably. Yep, I. Uh we, we watched all okay. six of those games. Yeah. Uh, I, I must admit, I'm, I was pretty devastated to see Phoenix go out in straight sets after going up to love. Um, and I'm pretty dis- disappointed that Chris Paul is probably not going to get another crack. No. Like that. That's, that was his chance. That I was think, his chance, and I think he's lost think it. I think so. Um, I think he's probably going to come to grips with that pretty soon. Yeah, it's uh, going to slap him in the face, but that's... Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's going to make him go down as, you know, he's probably a top 10 point guard of all time. Won't go down as top five anymore. No, probably slips him outside of that top five. But you can't take that away from him. He, you know, Booker was very hit and miss miss in that final series. And, you know, CP3 was exactly the same. Hit and miss. Those first two games, but... You know, everything just worked well for him. And, yeah. you know, you, you gave them a glimmer of hope and you thought, holy shit, it's going to happen. But, mm. you know, it shows even at the end of the year when you work all hard, you know, bad yeah. games happen still and they are very costly. Yeah. Um, and Giannis, he had a ripping game in that game six. He had 51 points. Uh, and he shot over 50% from the field. So it's a pretty ripping game. And not to mention, he shot 14 of 16 from the free throw. Yeah, what the actual... What's happening there? Did you see... What is going on? Did you see that... Um, um, did you see that... I think it was a Milwaukee bar who were going to give a free shot to every patron every time Giannis hit a free throw. Yeah. yeah. And he's hit how many? Yeah. 15 of them? It was 
14 of 16. Yeah, so, not bad. Uh, not bad. It was like it was over 90. percent I think so. That's There'd be a lot of drunk people in that bar. Oh, oh, that would be drunk people in messy. That bar. Um, but yeah, I hate so to work that shift. Parks. I'm yep. pretty sure I was the one who picked uh, the Bucks to take it out right back at the start in about podcast two. So, um, well, congratulations. That's a Tom. win for me. That's the main thing that I took away from this. Um, Your yeah. credentials in the NBA have just gone up, Tom. Yeah, Chris Stapps, Porzingis didn't quite win Defensive Player of the Year. Because <laughs> 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 he's broken. <laughs> Can someone fix my unicorn? However, <laughs> however, um, yeah. Got the Bucks, and I am somewhat a Bucks fan. I think I was saying that I've not really, never really followed it much. But I tell you what, it was hard to get too excited about the Bucks when it was like Phoenix were going to be the fairy tale, like come from the clouds, the underdogs, CP3 and his, uh, what was it, Yo- Master Yoda and his puddle ones. They were nearly going to yeah, get there, but Master they just Yoda just didn't quite, ones. just didn't quite. Yeah, it was. It was disappointing. Uh, but that's how basketball goes. There's got to be a winner. There's got to be a loser. It's so all sports. Just about everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While you're on basketball, the draft is today. Oh, the Currently draft is happening today. right now. Yeah. And uh, Detroit had the first pick, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State. It's pretty obvious that he was going to go. He's um, a good bloody player. Yeah. He's, uh, what is he, 19? Yeah. 19. No. He's six foot seven, plays point guard. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Late. He uh, can shoot the ball. He can do it all, and I know that's what how the uh, NBA lottery works for the draft. But I feel very sorry for him because he's got to go to Detroit. Yeah. There's two fifths happening there. Absolutely nothing. Well, there's no Mason Plumlee anymore, so there's got to be something going on. Yeah, the boys are going to take to try and get next year's first pick as well. I reckon. Yeah. And Australian Josh Giddy. Went to OKC, the number six pick. Yep. He's another six, seven point, point guard. guard. Played, play a bit. played for the Boomers in those warm-up games. Played against Nigeria, I think it was, and had yep. 14 or 16 points, a couple of threes, yeah, several, right. six or seven assists. He's a yeah, pretty good player. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm going to jump on to a little snippet of Hologram Mail here. Uh, we've got a message from our good mate who's always writing in for us. Uh, Matt Mallon has written in again. Oh, yeah. Um, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Mine hasn't updated. You might have to say something oh, here, Tom. Oh, righto. Jeez, put me on the spot here. Um, Sorry. He was just really disappointed about the... So he's a big Phoenix Suns fan. Um, claims he's been on him for a fair while, which, look, I'll back him. I'll back him, but... Um, yeah, he was pretty disappointed. We shared that the champions uh, had got up and Maddie just said, sorry, boys, long-time listener, no longer after this post, which, look, we then had to follow it up and we shared uh, Monty Williams coming into the Buck Sheds afterwards um, yep. and congratulating yep. them, saying, look, look, that, that's the absolute champion of the game. Like, it takes, takes, some, uh, it takes a good man to be able to go and congratulate the winners. Um, and I think we're all good after that. So I think we've actually, no, I, I actually, he messaged me, not the Holy Grail podcast, actually. Oh, uh, he hurts. messaged me, Shamit. 
what do you think of him? So, uh, Laudrish Abbott uh, has been traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns for Javon Carter and a pick. Uh, and <laughs> he just said, keen to watch Woj's Twitter just go off today. Uh, which also leads me on to the fact that Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for, I believe, two second-round picks. First, so, uh, one first-round pick. 20, the 22nd pick in today's draft, or yep. 20th. Um, and a Kuzma. Second yeah, Kyle Kuzma's gone. KCP, KCP gone. See ya. Montrez Harrell. See ya. Yeah, LeBron's, LeBron's just doing some standing on top of... <laughs> he's standing on top of Staples Center just waving. <laughs> Wait, um, so so this has just gone down? Like, is this brand new news? This has happened This has happened about hour? 20 minutes before we started recording. Right. Uh, Russell Westbrook was officially traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. And all I can say is, holy shit. If it didn't work in Houston with the two biggest ball users, it's not going to work in Los Angeles. LeBron needs the ball in his hand to make plays, and he can't throw it. He can't rely on throwing it out to Russell Westbrook to brick a three. Uh, it's going to be a pretty yucky thing. I hope that the Los Angeles Lakers are using him to trade for something else. Interesting. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. They want. They but want. They want another big point guard and Dennis Schroeder. Good player. He's asking a lot of money. Well, he's deal that he's looking at is a yeah. lot of money don't know if he's worth that much money but I know interesting this is probably why I'm not a NBA GM well I've seen a lot of rumours saying that he's demanded a four year 120 million dollar contract which is fucking outrageous for the calibre of player that Dennis Schroeder is he's old he's a veteran player and he provided absolutely diddly squat for the Lakers last year uh, and I hope that they say see you to him now that they've got Westbrook uh, but that's all I've got for uh, NBA trades uh, Tom did you want to talk about our other bit of holy grail mail from our good friend Nate Talent yeah yeah I can so I'm actually prepared for this one you haven't completely put me on the spot um, now nah, we got a good message from Nate Talent so he said got some holy grail mail for you boys have recently been watching some highlights of Gaelic footy and was wondering what you boys, your boys' thoughts are on the game. Would you like to see more of it played internationally or do you not give a shit about it? Hope you've been well, lads. Well, firstly, hope you've been well too, Nath. Not sure if he got mm-hmm. caught up in the uh, Wollongong lockdown or not, but... Um, I believe not. I believe he was, he was down in... Okay. Winding down some slopes to the snow. Oh, so lovely. I think he was kind of locked down. Must have, um, must have dodged that once. So that's good. Good on him. Um, but Gaelic footy, what are your thoughts, lads? Uh, personally, I love it. I reckon it's so much fun to watch. Uh, I wish that there was more of it. Something different is like when we played international rules against mm. Ireland with the Australian team, that was always pretty cool to watch. I used, to, like, I used to live for that shit. Like Irish players in the AFL, in the AFL. Like, Conor McKenna is just the one that springs to mind immediately, albeit not in the AFL at the moment. Mm. Probably won't be again. I don't know what's don't going on so. with him. Ty Canelli. Ty Canelli, yeah. Oh. Zach Tui's no, another one. Pretty good players. Who was that, Tom? Zach Tui played a lot growing up, yeah. I believe. Yeah, big time. Um, yeah. So there's plenty of them around, and I don't know why it's not a more, you know, I don't know why we aren't playing it every year against Ireland. That'd be sick, I reckon. 
I used to love that because obviously most other sports are played somewhat internationally. Like even rugby league is not played, you know, fully national, like sort of internationally, but there's enough teams. You can still have a world cup. You can still have that interest. Yeah. Your best, you see your best players playing in green and gold and look, it just really gets you up and about, but there was nothing like watching the boys. And like back in the day, it was, it was proper. Like most of the really good players would play. Big Dusty Fletcher would yep. be in the goals in that orange, uh, in his orange yeah. kit, saving goals. Smashed, smashed his hair colour. Yeah. 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 That, that yeah. looked really good. I remember good. Josh Kennedy used to be elite at it too. Yeah. He was really yeah. yeah. West Coast Josh Kennedy. Yeah. Um, but that was when, like, we used to send a genuine, like, great team. And then they, it lost its, lost a lot of momentum for a while. We were sending literally just, like, random kids, like, whoever wanted to go over. Essentially, like, an under-22s team. Then there was an indigenous team go. who played Dan him. Orange. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so I would love to see more of it. And I would love it's to a great see more game. of it too. It, yeah. is, it is absolutely massive in Ireland. Like, yeah. if you've ever sort of watched highlights of it, probably pre-COVID times, the crowds are fucking wild. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... They it's, fill up stadiums every game. Yeah. It is mm. not, you know... It's like soccer is to England over there. Yeah. It's, it's massive. It, and I, I would personally, if I went over to Ireland, I would want to go and see yeah. it. Yeah. I would love to go to Croke Park and watch one. Yeah. Like a final, or Ireland, or Irish final, whatever it's called. Yeah. But, you know, in the AFL, you get average numbers during the season because it's, you know, yeah. we get a 15,000. North Carlton game. A, you get a 40,000 at the MCG. Yeah, it's all right. But, mate, they sell out and they fill up every game yeah and it's wild yeah but entertaining stuff um that's all i've got uh for gaelic football i have got a quick parks pay packet for sam Ooh, price nice. uh, we'll, we'll wrap up with the parks the pay St. packet kilda, the st kilda carlton game on the weekend i just noticed this multi popped up and i actually think it's quite good value uh for 29 dollars value uh, you've got Jack Steele to get 25 or more, Zach Jones to get 25 or more, Patrick Cripps to get 25 or more, Ed Kerno 20 or more, and Dan Butler and Zach Fisher anytime goal scorers. Uh, I think that's great value. You can power play that for 34 bucks. Nice. 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 So that's my power, Parks Pay Packet. Charlie Kerno back this week for the Blues as well. Massive. Long time coming for him. Yeah. Yeah, massive. Wouldn't mind seeing him get on the score sheet. Throw him in as well. Uh, throw him in as an anytime goal yeah. scorer. See what value you get. Throw throw uh, Ed Kerno in. Ed Kerno. Shit. I'm just... Charlie. Is that what you said? Charlie. Oh, Charlie Kerno. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, mate. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> this is going to take me a bit. Uh, I deleted it already. I reckon it's going to be <laughs> worth about. Uh, 30, uh, I reckon it'll be a $48 power play. Charlie. <laughs> I'll add some waiting music in when sure. I go back over it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything else we want to talk about, boys? I think that's about all I've got. You got all you got? Well, thanks for coming on, uh, Wags. It's been great having you. Oh, Has. No worries, mate. It's... Uh good to be out here and not locked in my room while this is happening because <laughs> you need no noise and uh 
you know me, I'm big and loud and I'm always doing stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does happen quite often. Keep um, enjoying watching the. It's good to have you off the. It's good to have you off the couch too. Yeah, not gonna lie, but getting a bit itchy to lay back down again. I can imagine. So, yeah. okay, so Tom. Yep. For your value. Yep. You will get forty dollars and fifty cents. Ooh, uh, you if you add off, Charlie Kerno. Oh, I wasn't so, far off. I wasn't uh, far off. There you go. That's my that'll addition. Be, that'll be all right. Um, uh, boys, thanks, boys, continue enjoying watching uh, our athletes in green and gold hopefully win gold for the next hopefully, week Hopefully, that's so. the plan. Uh, everyone enjoy the rest of lockdown. We're going to be in for another four weeks at this rate, so it could be more. Buckle in. Um, Make yourself comfortable. We'll just buckle in, yeah. Listen, uh, if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, Jump on. We're happy to keep recording podcasts. Tom obviously has nothing better to do with his time since he's the 97th most important teacher in his school. Uh, Wags sits on the couch uh, and that's all he does. And I only go to work every now and again. So enjoy uh, this episode. Let us know if you want to hear more episodes, what you want to hear. Uh, Thanks for listening. Enjoy yourselves. Boys. Thanks. Same thing. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye.